your needs. Whether at work, at church, or at home, if you're struggling to hear, we can help. Call EBA Hearing and Sound today, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Celebrate the ones you love every month. Hi, this is Nikki from Roosters. Why wait for a special occasion to celebrate the ones you love? Let them know how much they mean to you anytime with a gift from Roosters. Not sure what to get? Tell us about the person the gift is for, and we'll help you find just the right one and wrap it for you, too. Bring a little joy and happiness to those that mean the most with a special gift from Roosters, 206 North Main in downtown Sheridan. Rap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan and the surrounding area since 2010. Being fully licensed, bonded, and insured, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. New construction, remodels, or repairs to existing systems, Rap Plumbing and Heating can do it all, and they come highly recommended. Here is what some of their clients have to say. Very professional, friendly, and fast. Rap Plumbing and Heating did a great job within our budget. We appreciated their fast callback time, and they left no mess behind. Thank you, Rap Plumbing and Heating, for your service, and I want to say that we're proud to recommend you to others. This is Dan Rapp of Rapp Plumbing and Heating. My crew and I work hard to exceed your expectations on all your plumbing needs. We pride ourselves on top quality workmanship and thank all of our customers for their recommendations. I like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Schedule an appointment today at 752-1844. The office supply department continues to expand at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company office supply department inside at 303 Broadway or online at SheridanCommercial.com. Did you know that in old English gambling dens, there was a guy whose only job was to swallow all the dice if the police raided the place? You know what else you don't know? How to fix or repair your 404 side-by-side. Handles to the rescue. Just one phone call and faster than snake eyes, Joel will come and get it, fix what's broke, and bring it back again. It ain't rocket surgery. Just don't try it at home. Call Joe Hando at Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Eliason Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse, brought to you by Elias and Financial. Now, this morning I am joined by the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce Executive Director Dixie Johnson and the President and CEO of PDS and trainer and presenter at the upcoming Ignite Conference, Jesus Rios. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. Now, hey, Susan, welcome to the show. It's Thank you. Uh, good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> now, uh, it, it, how are things going on down at the chamber? Going very well. So we relocated our office, in case anybody missed that. Um, we encourage people to stop by and see us at 54 South Main. We just moved down from 24 South Main. We've been uh, getting pretty settled in there, and it's great to have 
so many windows and uh, the ability to have some meetings there. And, um, yeah, it's going really well. Thanks for asking. Has there been any challenges in the move? Or is oh, all there's this... always challenges, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always challenges. Um, but, no, it went really, really smoothly. And, again, we're really excited to be there on the corner of Works in Maine um, and have a great team at the chamber, and we had a lot of a lot of help, a lot of support. PDS is one of the companies that gave us great support in relocating because it's not always easy, you know, with all the technology that has to be moved. You know, but there's some challenges. Of course, it's an older building, building, and we've had a few electrical things, but. Um, the, the owners of the building are awesome and uh, have been taking care of some of those things. So, yeah, Good. excited. Well, if you haven't been down there, folks, head on down there. Check out the new office. Now, what's on the agenda for the upcoming Chamber Lunch Program? So it seems like it came around pretty quickly. It but does. that's because last we month we We had a late our, one, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. But typically our Chamber Lunch Programs do take place the second Wednesday of the month. And so this is the second Wednesday of April. Hard to believe we're, we're going to be in the middle part of April here. Um, at the end of the week, which is crazy. But it's Wednesday, April 13th, 11.30 a.m. We try to wrap up right about 1 p.m., and it'll be held at the Ramada Plaza by Wyndham, which is the old Holiday Inn out on Sugarland Drive. We do ask for people to register for the program, but we've got a great program this month. So first of all, our Platinum Community Partner host is First Interstate Bank, and so we'll hear a little bit from them. But then we have uh, Director Robin Cooley, who runs the Department of Workforce Services, Um, And I'm going to keep my fingers crossed, hopefully coming in for the program. We anticipate she will, but we also know that we're under a winter storm warning starting tomorrow morning. We are, aren't we? So that's where we're going to get on the um, phone Uh, with her and make sure that she can make it up. But uh, we're we're trying to form a plan, you know, an alternate plan just in case. But we're anticipating that she'll be here. I think she's actually going to come on public pulse. It's scheduled along with Senator Kinski. And so you'll get to hear a little bit more from her. But we've got a great program. Um, The Wyoming Department of Workforce Services does a great job, but oftentimes, I think sometimes businesses don't really know what all they offer. So to be able to hear from her about all of the the training funds, the programs that can really help businesses um, improve and grow their their own businesses um, will really be great. So we're expected to to hear from her as well as her Sheridan Workforce Center Manager, Christina Eaton. She'll be presenting as well. And um, it's going to be a full program with a lot of great information, wonderful takeaways, and we hope people will come. It is open to anybody who would like to attend. You don't have to be a chamber member, but we do ask for you to register in advance. And you can do that at SheridanWyomingChamber.org or giving us a call at 672-2485. Again, that's this Wednesday, April 13th, 1130 a.m. at the Ramada Plaza. And a lot of the topics that she's going to be discussing. We're looking at training programs, updates uh, on things that can actually help somebody uh, develop skills and mm-hmm. things like that for a new job, right? Absolutely. Uh, but also on the other end of that spectrum, how can employers take advantage of that department and right. move their company forward? Uh, a lot of great things have happened down at that office, and we will actually we'll have her on the show. And I, I'm not trying to steal your thunder down there at the, the chamber lunch program. But like you said, we've got her for a very short period of time, mm-hmm. and we're crossing our fingers that she can even get here. Right. Uh, and, you know, I just want to also give a shout-out to Senator Kinski because after the legislative session was uh, was over, he and I had a conversation, and he said, hey, I've got this great idea. Let me see if I can't get Director Cooley 
up here to Sheridan. I said we would love to have her. Let's try to plug her in as soon as possible. And so we're able to make that happen this month. I mean, it's only $20 for the full program and lunch buffet. Um, and so hopefully we'll get a great turnout on Wednesday. And is she going to address anything having to do with the trend in some sort of labor shortage that has kind of swept the nation? Uh, have you guys had any kind of discussion on that? You know, I'm not sure um, whether or not she's going to include that in her spe- in her in her talk, in her presentation. Um, but certainly, we hope that there's an opportunity for some Q and A, and certainly she hopes she can speak to that because that is something that is affecting and impacting. Uh, people, businesses uh, locally, but also across the state and across the country right now. And I've always kind of wondered where and why did all of a sudden this thing just show up, this problem, where it feels like, uh, you know, it was difficult to get a job and now nobody wants to work. I right. don't, I don't see ex- where that was. Right. What? There are a lot of experts. And I think what's, what's interesting is I think a lot of times people want to point at one thing, like what, what happened? Um, and and I think it's really in what I've been reading, um, and I try to stay abreast. I plug in with the U.S. Chamber. They have experts that are looking at that. I think it is multifaceted, and there are many reasons that we're in this situation. Uh, we heard from the International Economic Development Council, um, one of the top executives with them at the Wyoming Working Together Conference last fall, and he was sharing with us that you know, the amount of baby boomers that are leaving jobs, leaving vacancies, are, um, I, I don't even know the numbers. He was sharing them with us, the numbers. I can't recall I'm those. sure they're astronomical, though. There I are mean, so many more jobs than there are available workers. That's one reason, right? The pandemic is another another reason. And not just the pandemic, but all of the kind of the after effects and the, what's changed in people's lives and their priorities and some of that. Um, I think there's just a lot of different reasons, and it's really interesting when you start diving into it. Jesus, you might even have some ideas on that, too, as as the owner of Employ. I'm sure you've been... Um, you know, yeah. staying focused on that as well. Oh, you face that down there? Well, my other hat that I wear is, is ownership in a, in a staffing company here in town. And we do provide, uh, you know, labor services to businesses in the community in the area. And we certainly saw a huge decline in available workers. Now, I will say in the last six months, we've started to see more people coming in and rolling, looking for work through our agency, which is a positive sign. Um, But by far, we have two jobs to every one worker right now. So we certainly have more clients looking for positions to be filled than we have people to fill the positions. Absolutely. And I'm so glad, Dixie, that you brought up the idea or or, or the theory that, you know, this is because baby boomers are retiring. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the largest population jumps Mm -hmm. in mankind right after World War II. Right. So I've heard, you know, everything from generational wealth. So wealth that's being handed down. So sometimes people aren't in, you know, in a position where they have to work maybe because they know they have some Or they could be more choosy, take some more time. But then you have to look at the barriers that there are, there are out there for um, people to not only retain but attract workforce. So housing is one of the barriers. So we have, right, the price and the availability of housing. Child care, you know, finding um, affordable child care that – that fits with your values, right? That you know that you want high quality childcare. That's in short supply. I mean, it's just, and it, it's just again, there's so many different reasons that I think you have to look at it as mm-hmm. as a whole rather than to try to point to one thing. Um, but hopefully, and I'm glad to hear that you said that yeah. you're starting to see some people. So hopefully, we'll start seeing more and more people enter the workforce or come back to the workforce. 
and really help our businesses out. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the generations and the way that our generations uh, have a perspective on life differently than Mm. each other, especially the boomers and the millennials. Generation X, uh, my generation, believe it or not, we're kind of the generation of uh, apathy in in certain cases where we're like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Sure. And uh, it's it's just interesting to watch this generational shift and, and to know that now that the baby boomers are actually retiring, they're they're getting out of the workforce. It never once crossed my mind. Right. right. We don't have the manpower to fill that really back right. in. Yeah. But uh, there was a great TED talk at one point where I can't even remember the individual who spoke on it who basically said that workforce that is that is just now getting to work will not be able to support the social security mm-hmm. of the baby boomer generation. There's just not enough money going in as opposed to money going out. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that are going to start happening, and I'm wondering how we're going to cross these hurdles. It's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, now, getting back on to uh, my, my subject, I, I got <laughs> off track, sorry. Uh, topic, it, it, one that we all have to look Before. at, too, you know. Uh, how about uh, business after hours, Dixie? So, wow, we started those back up this uh, earlier this year, and they've been very well attended, both our business after and before hours. And so we're excited. Um, our next business after hours is the third Wednesday of the month, so it'll be next Wednesday, April 20th from 5 to 7 p.m., and Cloud Peak Lanes will be hosting that. So out at the bowling alley, Troy and his crew, um, they're really excited about it. So they're located at 1520 Coffee Avenue. People can come, learn a little bit about the business, um, make some valuable connections, meet some new people. There's always some great food, beverages, and door prizes. So we encourage people to come out there, no charge to attend. And we, uh, we look forward to a great turnout at Business After Hours next Wednesday. Now, one more program. Uh, that gets to continue now that uh, we live in the post-COVID world, uh, fingers crossed. Uh, Tell us about the upcoming lunchtime conversations about open spaces. So the third in our series of four of lunchtime conversations about open spaces will take place this month, and it'll be on Tuesday, April 26th at noon. It's a brown bag lunch. It's open to anybody who wants to come. It's held at Luminous Brewhouse. Um, we want to thank them. I really want to thank those participants in our Ag and Natural Resources Committee. So one of our one of our five standing committees is our Ag and Natural Resources Committee, and that's really the the committee that's helping coordinate host these. And we brought them back after a hiatus after the the pandemic, right? So we started them in 2020. We're excited. We've had two uh, lunchtime conversations already, and this third one is uh, we're going to examine the the effects of land use policies. So um, we encourage people to come out. It's been great discussion, conversation, opportunity to ask questions, to bring your thoughts, um, you know, to maybe disagree but uh, but not be disagreeable. It's really been well-received, and we've had, oh, probably between 65 and 70 people show up each of our other ones. We started them in January, or no, February, February and March. This is the third one. Then we'll do our final one on May 24th, and it'll be focused on where do we go from here. So uh, you don't have to be a member of the chamber again, uh, but please come. We've had some great turnout and some great conversations. And uh, addressing some really fascinating topics that affect us right here Mm -hmm. every single day. All right, when we return, we're going to continue with the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce and Jesus Rios. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. 
Sharon. Bring your little ones down to Thornrider Park Saturday, April 16th at 10 a.m. sharp for a fun-filled, nougat-filled Easter egg hunt sponsored in part by Sheridan Media and Real Life Church for kids 0 to 8 years of age. Please arrive 10 to 15 minutes early. The Easter Bunny will also be available for pictures, making it a hopping good time. Please enter and park in the North parking lot. There will be plenty of candy and lots of fun. So hop on down to Thornrider Park Saturday, April 16th with your kids for the extravaganza Easter egg hunt. And JT with EBA Hearing and Sound. Hearing well is living well, and we're here to help. Not only are we able to provide premier hearing aid technology with Bluetooth and AI, but we can address the environment in which you are hearing. Our sound consultation services tailor solutions to fit your needs. Whether at work, at church, or at home, if you're struggling to hear, we can help. Call EBA Hearing and Sound today, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. It's almost time to spot the bunny. Next week, pick up the Country Bounty and find the Health Nut ad. It'll have a hidden bunny in it. Then go to the contest page at SheridanMedia.com and tell us where you saw it. One winner will be randomly selected from the correct entries and will get a $100 gift certificate from Frackleton's. So hop on down the Health Nut Hidden Bunny Trail and you may be the winner. What's up with the weather? Sunny one minute, blizzard the next. The new forecast now calls for big savings at Midas. Save up to 170 bucks with the installation of four select tires at Midas Tire and Auto, which happens to come with free brake inspection. If you happen to need brake service, you can save another 50 bucks. Whatever you need, Midas will keep you rolling safely this spring with a little more green in your pocket. Midas Tire and Auto, East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Hi, this is Christy Kingworm with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about 606 PW Road in Buffalo, Wyoming, a large shop with an attached two-bedroom home on 61 acres. Office area could be made into a mother-in-law apartment. The attached home with an open floor plan with hickory wood cabinets for mica countertops and covered outdoor patio area. Call me, Christy Kinghorn, today. Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors, where we understand everybody's situation is different. We recently had a customer that needed to keep his ranch truck, not traded in. What he needed was a car for town. After visiting with him, we discovered that what he did have was an extra stock trailer. We were able to take that trailer in as a trade-in and got him a nice economy car that was good on gas and easy to park downtown. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. You can check us out on Facebook. The Pulse is streamed there live. This morning I am joined by the Sheridan County CEO, Director, or excuse me, C- <laughs> Executive Director. I, I, read, the, CEO, I read the red, yeah, CEO essentially the you are, right. Right. <laughs> of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and... Uh, uh, Dixie Johnson and the president and CEO of PDS and a trainer and presenter, Jesus Rios. He's going to be presenting at the upcoming Ignite conference. Jesus, first, tell us what is PDS? PDS, uh, we are a managed service provider. Um, basically, we provide uh, long term IT services to clients throughout the Rocky Mountain region. So, 
everything from your basic IT troubleshooting needs every day to long-term planning, cybersecurity services, everything technology-related. Uh, we provide services to clients, uh, as I said, on a long-term basis. So the, the idea is uh, building a relationship with uh, clients to get to know their networks to make sure they're being taken care of. So is, is, is this more of like a planning ahead thing? You're going to help me plan the use of this technology, or you're going to come set it up and, and get it all running for me and then explain to me how it works? Um, basically, long and short, we have clients uh, in every sector. So healthcare, government, uh, nonprofits, small businesses. And a client will come to us basically looking for somebody to manage their IT network and say, you know, we don't have an on on-site IT person, we need somebody who knows what they're doing, and when we need to upgrade our network or, or migrate to a new platform, we want somebody to manage that. But in particular with cybersecurity concerns, we want to make sure that we're properly secure and we've got the technologies in place and we're doing things the right way to make sure that we're not going to get ransomware or somebody's going to hack into our network, something like that. So our company, uh, we've been in business for 12 years, and over the years we've really refined the process to be able to take really good care of our clients over a long-term period of time. And you guys have got to be right there on the edge of technology, don't you? We you, are. You've got to be yeah. a step ahead of the individuals who are, who are learning every day how to take advantage of it. Well, you know, and it's, it's a real challenge. And, and part of what we're going to be presenting about the Ignite Conference in particular is um, really trying to change the culture of how people think about cybersecurity. Because the reality is, is there are, there are dedicated technical professionals in the world, and I say professionals very loosely because they're scam artists. And right, they're right. Um, but they are working very diligently to get better about how to access your data and information and how to steal, quite frankly, your financial resources. And so we do our very best to, at PDS to stay on top of the latest technologies that we believe our clients should deploy to protect themselves. But more importantly, it's about changing user actions, the way individual users think about their technology and how they interact with it. And, and we've um, recently begun to do a lot more training around that with our clients as well. And some of that's going to be presented at the Ignite Conference. Absolutely. That's yeah. fascinating. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's not just about the computer. Right. It's, it's about, about the technology. operator. It is. And the way more that we about think about our own security. Exactly. I, that's fascinating. And you help us to develop that. Right. Right. Oh, wow. That's, that's actually something really neat. Uh, uh, because, you know, a lot of people, like you said, there's a perception that, oh, I've got an antivirus. I don't yeah. have to worry about it. Right. But you really do. You really do. So uh, what is the Ignite Conference? I know this is something that uh, happens quite often, uh, once a year. But uh, for those who don't know, Dixie, what are we looking at here? So the Ignite Conference, we created it back in 2015. That might have been about the time that you were. Were you on our board at that I time? I was at that time, used to be yeah. on our board of directors, when. right? Yeah. Um, and it was really an answer and to uh, respond to what our – we had done a survey of our businesses throughout the community, what they were really looking for. They were wanting some training, professional development, something that was affordable, accessible here in the community. Many of them had said, in order for me to access – any type of you know professional development and training, I have to send people out of the area. So could we do something here locally? So our business retention and expansion committee and the chamber staff, we started working on this Ignite conference. So this will be our seventh one. We have refined uh, the conference. We we change it every year based on what's going on in our community and what our what survey uh, information we get, what attendees are saying after they have attended the previous conference, also what's going on um, as far as current events around, around the community. So it's a great, great conference, full day. It'll take place on May 3rd. It's going to be held out at Sheridan College, very affordable. Um, and 
and you have an opportunity if you attend the conference to really take advantage of a lot of great training. And, and we don't just hire professional trainers. We hire people who are experts in their field that have something that they can then share, some information, knowledge that mm. they can share. Like Jesus. Like Jesus. And go. he's going to be teaming up with Tyler Neremer with First Federal Bank and Trust. So it's not just about PDS, not just about First Federal. We even have shared media experts yeah, who are training at this year's Ignite Conference. So we have Mallory, uh, Julie, Bob, and Jim who are going to be talking about your marketing mix and how to help businesses um, really look at that digital mix and what you need to know. Again, it's not about shared media. It's not about the chamber. It's really about what we can do to help our businesses take things back and put them into place. But we have a great, great uh, lineup. So people who attend, you have two morning sessions, and within each of those sessions, you have options to go to, and you don't have to sign up ahead of time. You can say, hey, I want to learn in that morning session about having critical conversations uh, using radical candor. That's really important to me, especially as I work with my team, right? Um, so you might attend that one, where there are also that morning session, there's also business transition planning offered that during that session. There's also marketing fundamentals offered during that session. And then there's also an entrepreneurial track offered during that session. Um, and that might, I'm not exactly sure which one that is, but it might be validating a new business idea because we're partnering with Impact 307, Impact Sheridan, Scott Rendell, to offer a startup entrepreneurial track as part of our Ignite Conference. So that's just an example. So you have an option to choose from four different high-quality sessions in during each one of those blocks of time. Two morning sessions, two afternoon sessions, a wonderful keynote lunch presentation by Casey Terrell, who's a local attorney with Crowley Fleck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, now I'm taking over, and no, I'm asking you to come talk about it because it. he's attended <laughs> and presented. You know, the thing I was But saying, I get excited about it. Absolutely. As you should. As you should. And I'll tell you, we're, so we're a Platinum Community Partner with the Chamber. And one of the things, this is one of the, the most important programs I think you guys do now, Dixie. And, and not only because uh, you've got such a great lineup of sessions for individuals to participate in, but it also highlights our local resources, the people that are in our community. Mm-hmm. We're using local professionals that that are coming in and providing these sessions. And so you still have access. If you're a local business, you still have access to those people as follow-up. I, the last time we presented, I think, I don't know, I must have gotten at least a dozen phone calls and emails and did follow-up with people and made recommendations and provided them with some additional educational resources for their teams. And it was just a great way to really connect in the community um, for, for myself as well. So I think it's a, a great uh, conference, really encourage people to participate as Dixie said, it is affordable. It's a one-day conference, so once it's gone, it's gone for the year. So come and you know, get registered right away. You can register online or at the Chamber if you really want, but mm-hmm. get, get online the Chamber's website and register today. We and encourage them. This, this is just an amazing conference because no matter where I'm at in my business, whether I'm just beginning, right. whether I'm, I'm at the, the highlight of right. my business, or I'm looking to turn my business over to someone else, no matter where I'm at, I'm going to learn something new. Right. Yeah, and exactly if you right. bring your people, if you bring your team with you, again, if you divide and conquer and Jesus, we were just talking yeah. about that. I said, <laughs> we do have several businesses that will bring multiple people from their, from their business and they'll say, let's, let's split up. Let's go gain this knowledge and then we'll come back together and we'll share. We'll share those big items that we think that we can implement and put into place and put into practice in our businesses to help us grow. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, you know, I, I don't have like extensive uh, uh, experience uh, when it comes to teams, but I got a little bit. Uh, what does it take to make a team? And one thing that is really important, making them feel like they are part 
of that team right. and, and taking them to this conference and, and letting them know you're an important cog in my machine and you need to know this, that, or the other, then yeah. builds their confidence as a team member as well. Well, and you're making an investment in their development, right? Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're learning new concepts or ideas that they can bring back to the organization, and, and that's empowering and, and enriching, so that's a, a great way to invest in your, your employees, for sure. Changes their way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, they become, they're, they're more invested right. within that business. So it, some people may be wondering what the registration fee is out there. So I thought oh. I'd better oh, throw yeah, better that out that there. One. If you are a chamber member, and we do have several, we have hundreds of chamber members, um, your registration fee for the full day is 165 For the full day includes your breaks, includes your lunch, includes access to a wonderful knowledge. If you're not a chamber member, it's 195 But then any additional person from your business that you register, you get a $10 discount. So you'd be 165 for you, and your next team member would be 155 for them. Oh, wow. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, just get online and register or give us a call or stop by and see us, and we'll help you get you registered to get information. <laughs> Last thing, Dixie, tell me a little bit about the upcoming business before hours. Well, you know, we were talking about business before hours and after hours, and we've had great turnouts. In fact, last week, uh, Epiphany hosted. We had a, a wonderful turnout of business before hours, and our next one's going to be on Wednesday, May 4th, the day after the Ignite Conference. It'll be from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Century 21 BHJ Realty. So I'm sure that uh, uh, we'll see a great turnout and have a lot of people come in and join us there. Dixie. Jesus, thank you both for Excellent. coming in. It's been great conversation, and uh, I like how we went off on a little tangent. You never know what you're going to learn, cool. right? All right, when we return, we're going to speak with the Rotary Club of Sheridan. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. What is your business worth? Have you considered buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Alicia Cox. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, 6720785. Frackletons brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. Santo is an interesting German shepherd who loves water, running, and playing with squeaky toys. He also loves to play with other members of your pet, human and dogs alike. If you're an experienced dog owner, come ask about Santo today. Skye is an adventurous little girl who loves being held in between her many adventures, and she has the cutest fur to show for it. Skye is ready for a forever home, so if you think that's your family, come and meet her today. Is it time to get down on one knee and ask her for her hand? At Legacy Diamond and Gems, finding her dream engagement ring just got easier. Legacy offers hundreds of styles in the store or explore their website for inspiration. Looking for a gorgeous and unique engagement ring? Legacy's in-house jewelers can bring your ideas to life with original craftsmanship and quality second to none. Legacy Diamond and Gems, downtown Sheridan, online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Spring is here, so plan on attending the Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show April 22nd through the 24th. First Federal is proud to be a major sponsor of this awesome community event. So if you're buying your first home, upgrading to a larger home, or building your dream home and need help with financing, the First Federal Bank and Trust team is ready to help you make it happen with a variety of loan programs, refinancing options, and lot and construction loans. 
Making home happen wherever you are. First Federal Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sharon and Honda. Tommy, hi. It's officially spring, which means we're cleaning our cars more often. But are you paying attention to the quality of air inside your car? No. What do I need to do? Well, you got to change your air filter, Tommy. Get the pollutants and dust out of your cab and replace it with fresh filtered air. Does Sheridan Honda do that? Of course. Yes, we service all makes and models. And for the month of April, we are offering a 50% discount on all cabin air filters. So give us a call or just stop in and see us. Great advice, Candace. Get your vehicle summer ready at Sheridan Honda. When you're in pain, it causes stress. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right, and early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. Today isn't just another ordinary day. It's time for you to make a career change. And your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette would like you to join their team. Owner Larry Storo. Bob, you can earn up to $15 per hour. And even better is that you can work today and get paid tomorrow. We'll help you improve your career potential with benefits that include health insurance, paid vacation, tuition assistance, flexible scheduling, food discounts, and more. Apply in person today at your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. Wayne Hadfield is the owner and founder of Arrowhead Models, which is a Sheridan-based business that manufactured fine-scale model trains. He also recently authored the book, 100 Ghosts, which documents the intersection of the grain and railroad industry. Dan Stalker is an architect who lived and worked in Sheridan for over 28 years. A longtime member of the Sheridan Rotary, he's passionate about a vast array of opportunities found within our community. Many of Dan's early design and planning efforts can be found at the Powderhorn Golf Community. Dan is also involved in the design and revitalization. Uh, say that word for me. I, I, that's one of those words. Revitalization. Revitalization. There we go. Of both historic depot structures and that, uh, especially the one that's situated over the railroad district. Now, for the second part of the show, I am joined by Blaine and Dan from the Rotary Club of Sheridan. First off, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Secondly, the locomotive. Now, this is a, a hot-button issue in this, in this town for some reason. People seem to be very divided about this. Where did it come from? Okay. Where did the locomotive Where did come the from? locomotive itself actually come from? What's the history of that locomotive? Well, I think to understand the history of the locomotive, you have to understand a little bit something about the context in which it was built. Uh, in the period between wars, the passenger train um, in, uh, industry was a real American cachet of, a, of, of aristocracy and 
um, you know, influence. Like these were big industries, and the CB&Q was operating into the Chicago corridor, and they needed state-of-the-art equipment to compete against the other big railroads that were also operating out of that corridor. Um, And so in the 1920s, they invested uh, $3 million, a lot of money for that time, um, to rebuild um, passenger trains. Um, They employed... um, three years of the master builders at Pullman Standard to rebuild these passenger trains. And then they commissioned with the infamous Baldwin Locomotive Works out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, the, the design to, to build eight locomotives to run these passenger trains, right? Um, so that project was completed in 1930. Uh, the first of these locomotives were built, but they were so successful uh, in their design that in 1937 and then in a period between 1938 and 1940, an additional 24 were built. And with each one of those new lots of locomotives that were built, design iterations were made until they reached their zenith. The locomotive in Sheridan specifically is from the last of these um, deliveries. It was built in July of 1940. And it was the state-of-the-art machine for its day. It was the zenith. It was the zenith locomotive of the period. In fact, in October 17th of 1944, uh, this same class of locomotive um, led a record-breaking 82-car mail and parcel delivery train for American troops. You know, the record was in tonnage and in time. There were powerful locomotives that were made to go fast, to pull, you know, prestigious passenger trains at the national level and premier freight trains that had, you know, high-priority goods. Um, And then, of course, when um, the railroad uh, started to phase out uh, steam locomotives in favor of of diesels, this series of locomotives actually outperformed the modern diesels of the day. Um, they were just incredibly like reliable locomotives, and um, the CB and Q, um, when they started to um, superannuate these these engines, they actually designated one uh, fifty six thirty thirty to represent the railroad and to run special excursion trains. You know, after steam locomotives went away, they saw that as like. You know, again, the it was the jewel in the crown. It was the jewel in the crown. It was their most important locomotive, the most distinguished. The how, did, how did this find its way here, then? So that's an actually a really good question. Um, not a really good question, but a, yeah, well, yeah. Um, forgive me. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> My nerves, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so in 1962, uh, Dr. Otto Dosical, and I might be mispronouncing his name. That's exactly right. You got it. Okay. Um, uh, was a former Sheridan paymaster or a, f- a former railroad paymaster that lived in Sheridan. And um, this specific locomotive, 5631, the one in Sheridan, was in the scrapyards in Galesburg, Illinois. And he intervened in an attempt to save it because it was precious heritage. Sheridan is a railroad community. It, it, 
it it's the product of the railroad in so many respects, and I can get into that history too. But um, one noteworthy fact is that the the CB and Q railroad didn't give out locomotives um, um, easily. They were quite stingy because they saw these pieces of equipment as representations of their brand, and so if they went to places that didn't didn't value the asset, they saw that as as, as reflecting negatively on their own railroad. So they didn't give locomotives away. And what it required ultimately was the intervention of um, H.C. Murphy, the president of the CB&Q Railroad, and the intervention of uh, Fred Gurley, the president of the Santa Fe Railroad. So at the time, these are two of the biggest, most important transportation companies in the United States. The CB&Q operated 12,000 railroad miles over 14 states. So this is like the president of Delta and the president of Continental intervening to save a locomotive and to give it to Sheridan. And there were only three of these locomotives saved. There's only three in existence. So it really is quite a prize. It, it absolutely uh, not something that uh, you address lightly. Right. Now, now, what is the history of the land that it's on? A little bit of history I can fill in here too, because in 1962, this this is when Sheridan pull that microphone just a little bit closer, sir. Okay. Well, right. in, in 1962, that was the critical time when when uh, Otto uh, arranged with the help of Sheridan Rotary to bring that train to Sheridan. And at the time, when, when both depots were still somewhat operational, it, was, it seemed ideal lo- locating that, that uh, locomotive on site. So it was, uh, it was placed at, at, at its uh, location at, at the, uh, uh, it resides in right now. Um, but then uh, Rotary got involved periodically just maintaining that, uh, that locomotive. It, it, it belongs to Sheridan. I mean, it was brought here by Rotary, but it belongs to the city of Sheridan. And Rotary had, had a uh, long-time commitment to just maintain that. And, uh, and it, it was need, in need of repair. So a uh, little bit of recent history, I guess. And uh, About six years ago, uh, another Rotarian, Pete Olson, and I got involved, and we contacted the city because we wanted to have a Rotary project. So we thought, well, what if Rotarians got together with the, with the cooperation of the city and simply repainted that locomotive? Well, we ran into an instant roadblock because... That, uh, that locomotive had asbestos, so they said, we need to abate the asbestos first. So we said, oh, gosh, that's a pretty expensive thing to do, so we'll just have to wait. And uh, we waited and waited, and all of a sudden we found out that the uh, city had taken the initiative, the prerogative, I, I think there was probably some public outcry about the things that could happen to that locomotive, that they went ahead and abated uh, that locomotive. So it's, it's 100% ready for restoration. And when Rotary got involved, all we wanted to do was a cosmetic restoration of the locomotive itself, which means bringing everything back up to speed. You could, you could peer in the window and see everything in place, and it's in remarkably great condition to do that. So it's ready for that cosmetic restoration. In talking later on, though, we want our investment to stand the test of time. We don't want to sit out in, in the open you know, in the environment here, getting rain and snow and ice and sleet and, and, and deteriorating it further. So uh, as a consequence of us restoring that engine and the tender, we need to make a cover over the top of it. And, and as soon as that goes on, then all kinds of implications kind of happen. 
Because right now, as you come down Fifth Street, which is intended to be the, the visual corridor or welcoming guests into Sheridan, we want to turn that into the primary arrival point. And the city understands that now. They're underway with a lot of improvements along that along that Fifth Street. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of construction happening Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. But if you can envision coming into town, the first thing you see is that locomotive, and it screens almost entirely the Sheridan Inn, which is one of the things you want to see. Um, also, it, it, it calls undue attention away from uh, Welcome Market Hall, which was a, a railroad uh, building in dire need of repair, and thank gosh um, we had some people come in and repair that one, as well as the old uh, uh, depot as well. So, uh, And I was involved in, in both of those, the, the design and restoration of both of those uh, entities. But I think it would be wonderful to come into town and see all of the assets that Sheridan has with the railroad community sitting right there in plain view. You'd have a clear, unobstructed site to the Sheridan Inn. You would see Welcome Market Hall. You would see the historic wooden depot, which is being renovated again right now. And also there'd be a park setting for the, uh, for the uh, locomotive and tender itself, and a larger setting as well. So we think there's all kinds of things to be uh, considered when we're, we're talking about relocating the train or keeping it where it is. Um, everybody that we've talked to, and we've got a whole list of community uh, partners and stakeholders that that are fully in favor of of embracing the idea of a move because it it offers so much opportunity uh, and that way we can take take visual advantage of all the assets we have right down there at that fifth street interchange that that intersection to broadway and Dan what is the problem then uh, you know i don't know uh, we see a lot of people write in through shared in media that they just don't want to have that train moved and they have uh, ideas we've contacted directly some of these people and say, come on and talk about it. When we have a chance to talk about it, we can talk about the positive aspects of either side because all the negativity, it'll always be out there, but we think that there's some really positive things that can happen by relocating that train. Um, I think by relocating that, it, it, it'll, it'll set off an inertia for other, other businesses to expand, bring more people into town, which is, which is a, it's a good thing to have for business is more people in town more people sharing that historic district itself. And we're not expanding the district. The, what we're talking about is, is currently on the, on the master plan for the uh, Sheridan Railroad Historic District, always has been. Um, so we're, we're continuing as the vision of, of, of past people on the city council that, who came up with this idea and spent a lot of money to, to bring that locomotive back up to speed and also establish a district out there that we can truly, truly embrace down the road. And the larger site, the larger setting offers so much opportunity for a lot of different community uh, entities to get involved and really celebrate that, uh, the, the, the railroad district. So what is the hurdle that we're trying to get over? Uh, is, it, is it funding? Is it just trying to get uh, support for this move? Well, we would like to get the support from just, you know, yes or no type thing. You know, I like it where it is, but, but let's talk, find the reasoning that. We want to listen to everybody's uh, thoughts on that, uh, and we can address that. But I think that the, the positive benefits far outweigh the negative benefits in the move itself. So we'd like to be able to have that dialogue and bring those people in and say, well, if it does move, how, what would you see as a, as a necessary uh, thing that needs to happen? We want to have everybody uh, contribute to the discussion and also contribute, contribute down the road because, once again, uh, our swimming lane in Rotary is a little narrow. We've got uh, cosmetic improvements only, but we see that tied into the, all these eventual things that have to happen. Um, the interpretive park setting, restrooms, basic things like that, shade structures, maybe an ice cream stand. We have uh, people endorsing us uh, that want to uh, provide uh, uh, for the, what is it called, uh, the Native American Honoring Project. 
we've got a space allocated for that. That's an important component of this new setting that we need to emphasize. We can't do that physically. Any of those things we can't do on the current setting. So we're looking. Uh, tell me about the land that's going to be going on. Uh, where is where's, is is there an issue that uh, people are not agreeing on? Is it the cost that people don't like? Is it is it the the location of where the train will go? Where are people giving you pushback about this? Um, I'm not sure if it's the cost because uh, the city is right now. We're waiting for the results of a, a grant uh, application. To, to, to come to fruition. Once that comes through, maybe maybe the dialogue can change a different tack because uh, there, there are all kinds of monies out there beyond this grant as well uh, to, to, to provide additional funding from the state or from the federal government for any kind of a change that we anticipate. I was just at a, at a, a conference just over last week, last three days, where they talk about this kind of uh, um, conversation where uh, take advantage of the assets that you have. And, and this is a, the train. This is the railroad district. There's some historic buildings down there that no, nobody else in the, in the state has. I mean, that, that confluence of, of beautiful buildings and, and great history, it's right there for, for all, all of us to share and take advantage of. So I'm hoping that will happen. And if I may just jump in, um, that is one of the features that makes Sheridan truly unique. The locomotive is a jewel. We've, we've covered that. But um, it's not just a locomotive in a park. It's a locomotive in a park adjacent to a Sheridan, uh, a CB&Q depot with classic CB&Q architecture built in 1920, right? Of which there really aren't a lot of those standing either. And then adjacent to that across the street, you have the original 1892 Sheridan Wood Depot, right, building. And so it's the confluence of all of these things that that together is far greater than the sum of their individual parts. And by the way, the sum, their individual parts are already awesome. Right? They're already there. They're, They're set, already they're ready awesome. To go. Like, like if that locomotive were in a park on its own, completely, you know, detached from some of these other elements, it would be a jewel for sure, right? The fact that you have that and then you have the... Um, the historic Sheridan um, uh, Hotel is significant because the hotel exists on that site, right, because of the railroad. The, the railroad would come in, passengers would detrain, you know, they would go to the, the depot for, for lunch, for food. They would go and stay in the Sheridan Hotel. And all of that, right, the confluence of all of that makes the historic district of Sheridan uh, truly unique. And that's that's part of the master plan, right? That's why that's there's a historic district. Uh, gentlemen, I have uh, we've run out of time. Oh. Um, just real quick, how can somebody help you? Uh, can we contact you? So we have a website. It's cbnq5631.com. Fantastic. And, gentlemen, thank you for coming in and talking about the train today. Yeah, thank you. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
Like most families, the Alpha Graphics family continues to grow and evolve to better serve their friends and customers throughout Northeast Wyoming. As part of that growth, Alpha Graphics owners Matt and Nadine Gale have acquired longtime printer Sheridan Printing. If you're looking for large or small format printing, graphic design, or marketing services, look no further than Alpha Graphics, 2266 North Main Street in Sheridan, or online at alphagraphicsheridan.com. Revival has come to Sheridan. Come experience the power of God at the House of Miracles in the Chaparral Room at the Ramada Plaza, 1809 Sugarland Drive. Join them beginning Easter Sunday at 10 a.m. For more information, call Nick Eirich at 605-430-2384. The power of God through Revival at the House of Miracles, Sunday, April 17th, 10 a.m. in the Chaparral Room at Sheridan's Ramada Plaza. For more information, call Nick Eirich, 605-430-2384. 2384. Pittsburgh Paint, with over 135 years of product expertise, is now available at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. You will now find Pittsburgh Paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Pittsburgh Paint is a leader in quality and product innovation and built to perform for the job at hand. Now with two great paint brands, precise color matching, architectural and homeowner paints and coatings, plus a large inventory, it only makes sense to get your paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. And seven days a week. Sheridan County School District 2 is hiring friendly, safety-conscious individuals as part-time bus drivers Monday through Friday, two to four hours a day. No experience required. The district will provide training to obtain your CDL and required endorsements. The starting wage is $1,755 to $1,965 with a sign-on bonus of $1,000 to $1,500. For more information, call the district office, 307-674-7405, extension 5208. Listen up, everyone. VacuTech is hosting a career fair April 22nd from noon until 5. There are numerous positions available, including assemblers, welders, installers, design drafters, engineers, project managers, and more. Weather permitting, there'll be a cookout. Plus, there will be a free raffle entry for a Yeti cooler and a Sage fly rod package for applicants. So come find a new career and see everything that VacuTech has to offer. And be sure to tell your friends and family of this great opportunity. It's the VacuTech Career Fair, April 22nd. For more information and to see the fullest of careers available, visit their website at VacuTechLLC.com. Volunteers of America is excited to announce the Empty Bowl event back. Join us at the Sheridan Fairgrounds on April 28th from 5 to 6.30 for great soups, live music, and family-friendly fun. Your ticket purchase provides important services for our neighbors in need. Tickets are available now online at voanr.org backslash empty ball. This event is supported in part by Sheridan Media. From Jill Bates in the Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP, News Talk 930.